Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Happy uh, Patriots Day, everybody. Happy January 6th. I don't know whether it's uh, whether we should be happy or sad about this, right? Because obviously, we want to celebrate the brave patriots that peacefully and patriotically made their voices heard on January sixth. The rare occurrence where a protest actually protested and was targeted against the people who actually make the decisions that you're protesting, rather than burning down some small shop down the corner that has nothing to do with the grievance for which you are ostensibly taking to the streets. So, of course, we want to, you know, in a way, celebrate January 6th, the day that we watched all of the dirtbag representatives who spend all of their time robbing us and making our lives miserable uh, have to run away with plastic bags over their head. That was hilarious and awesome and good. But also, of course, it's a time of, I don't want to say mourning, but obviously there is that aspect Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boyland, and of course all of the prisoners. But I don't want to mourn for them either. It should be more of a remembrance in order to inspire action and change and continue to double down on our support of these political prisoners. All of them, Joe Biggs to Stuart Rhodes to Sam Montoya to, I mean, just hundreds of innocent Americans who did nothing worse than exercise their constitutionally ordained First Amendment rights and are now continuing their years in prison for having done nothing wrong. So we'll be spending most of our time on that. There is some more stuff to talk about today. We'll be uh, joined by two January 6th prisoners in the second and third hour. We'll take your calls throughout the show as well. We'll talk about what exactly will take calls uh, about in the next segment. But first, I want to go to this report. It is the latest Reese report, Infowars.com, Band.video. This one's called 15 Minute City and the Right to Travel. Let's watch. The 15 Minute Cities that everyone is talking about now is the Great Reset's trendy new name for open air prison camps. The idea is to corral everyone into neighborhoods small enough to walk from one end to the other in 15 minutes. Everything you need within a half mile radius so that you'll never, ever have to leave. These Dutch cities are banning petrol and diesel delivery vehicles to tackle air pollution and climate change. From 2025, all deliveries must be made in electric vehicles in 14 cities across the Netherlands. It will prevent CO2 emissions equivalent to taking 216,000 cars off the road. And businesses will get to help make the switch with grants of 5,000 euros towards an electric van or lorry. The cities implementing zero emission zones include Amsterdam and Tilburg. Other areas around the world are also banning exhaust fumes. In the U.S., Santa Monica has set up a voluntary zero-emission delivery zone. The UK's first zero-emission street has opened in central London. Beat 
Street will be closed to polluting vehicles for 18 months. The scheme could expand into London's financial district in 2022. What's your city doing to encourage cleaner, climate-resilient transport? Brought to you by people who want to keep you in a 15-minute prison city. The World Economic Forum. I'm the tyrannical lisp. While the post-edit tyrannical lisp voiceover is satire, it still reflects the truth. The Great Reset is pure fascism, hiding behind an effeminate homosexual veneer. Perhaps this is because some people see it as harmless, and others are rendered silent out of fear of being called homophobic. Or maybe fascism is just queer. Whatever the reason, there is nothing harmless about the Great Reset. The perpetrators of this outrageous plan are marketing it with a gentle tone, telling you that you will eat healthy. It's Friday, January 6th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is January 6th, the second anniversary of Pearl Harbor 2.0, of, of 9-11.2. In a lot of ways, it, it really is, because, of course, like so many other singular events that have gotten us into destructive and ill-advised wars, this also was a false flag attack perpetrated by our own government in order to shape the will of the wider public, in order to bring about events that would not be permitted otherwise, such as the wholesale destruction of the patriot movement. Pretty incredible stuff. We're going to, of course, be talking quite a bit about January 6th. Today we'll be joined by Jeremy Brown and Jake Lang, both January 6th prisoners, political prisoners, sitting in the gulag, the American gulag right now. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of the innocent protesters and even the guilty ones, for that matter, because after all, you can't blame the American people for having watched an entire year of everyone in the media and in politics on the left and the right justify and argue in favor of wanton destruction for political aims and then to take them for their wor- take them at their word for that and to take all of these proclamations of you know it's just stuff that's what insurance is for and rioting is the language of the unheard and all of the celebratory language about the Violence committed on American streets night after night after night for an entire year. You can't really blame the people who up to that point had been subject to that violence for thinking that that was just the new rules of the game. That everybody was saying it. Everybody was aligned in the idea that that's that's what you're supposed to do. It was a good thing. Fiery but peaceful after all. Mostly peaceful those riots where dozens died so even though even the violent people you can't exactly blame for the situation leading up to and of course not even the initial you know outbreak of violence on january 6th since that was of course the fault of the capitol police themselves for firing flashbangs into a up to that point peaceful crowd and causing the riotous conditions 
And then, of course, opening the doors. And, uh, I mean, we can get into all of the, you know, little inconsistencies. At a certain point, it's almost an exercise in futility. All the information is out there. It's been two years of investigation, two years of committees, two years of leaks and text messages and outrage from the left. They never actually found anything remotely similar to an insurrection. There's never been the slightest scrap of evidence to represent this is an insurrection coup, an anti-Semitic white supremacist insurrection coup. It's just just all buzzwords. It's all nonsense. But that nonsense is being used to justify the most outrageous and egregious violation of people's First Amendment, their Second Amendment, their Fifth Amendment, the right to a speedy trial, the right to be judged by a jury of your peers, just all of it out the window because they can slap the word terrorist on a bunch of people who wandered peacefully through the Capitol with permission from the Capitol Police who were invited, who, you know, with Capitol Police actually inviting the people into the building itself. We'll get into all that. I almost wanted to, I had an idea today. Maybe we'll, we'll actually do this in the third hour because we'll be joined by Jeremy Brown and Jake Lang in the second hour. In the third hour, maybe we'll just open up phone calls and just only take phone calls from people who want to say something to the January 6th prisoners. Like if you could write a letter, if you could – and of course you can and you should write letters and, and you know show support for these guys. But I just want to know what what you would tell people who are still to this day sitting in prison, some who have never been tried, some who have been run through a completely – corrupt you know trial if you can even call it that but just what would you say to them maybe that's what we'll take calls about in the third hour today but we'll get into it there is some more stuff to cover we do have some different videos to get into some more political stuff to break down but january 6th will be our primary focus today but in the meantime let's just get into it here it is your daily dispatch All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 6th of January, 2023. McCarthy remains defiant after 11 speaker ballot losses, says he's not putting any timeline on getting to 218 votes. Good. I think I think this is good. You know, I I realized this early on, and I, I think this is uh, maybe a, a good strategy to pursue. You understand the longer it takes – to get a speaker, the longer it's going to be until Congress can get back to the business of stealing all of our money and making our lives miserable. So why don't we just never have a speaker? How about instead of McCarthy for speaker or Trump for speaker, we have no one for speaker. How about we just keep this going for the next couple of years and just occupy the Congress like throwing a, a toy into you know a, a lion's den to distract them for a little while? They can just spend all year getting together and uh, voting on each other. It'll just be a popularity contest. They can just waste all of their time every day for the next couple years just voting on each other. Just vote for Kevin one day, vote for Matt the next day, come back, vote for somebody else. Just do that. Just keep yourselves busy as long as you aren't engaged in the business you usually engage in, which is, again, the wholesale theft of American jobs, money, livelihood, lifeblood creating wars overseas, manufacturing crises to then take advantage of. Just spend all of your time voting on one another, leaving the American people alone. I think we would all be better off for that. 
You know, Congress just spent all day, every day, squabbling over nonsense and leaving the rest of us the hell alone. It would be a very beneficial thing for this country and the world, in fact. So that's what I'm in favor of. 11 rounds of voting, and he's uh, still not House Speaker. Let's keep it going. Keep it rolling. See how long we can uh, you know, keep this boat afloat here. Meanwhile, Matt Gates has nominated Trump for House Speaker after Congress failed to elect a speaker in the 11th vote. Donald Trump as House Speaker has been an idea floating around for quite a while, ever since it was really premiered on this show. It was Patrick Byrne, wasn't it, who came on and first floated this idea. I hadn't heard about it before that. I don't think anybody else had either. But the talk behind the scenes was that the House Republicans were in favor of getting Donald Trump. They wanted Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House. It was Donald Trump himself who refused to accept the honor, which I think makes him the most capable House Speaker, right? That should be the number one uh, prerequisite for being House Speaker, is you should not want to be House Speaker. I don't trust anybody that wants power, right? So I would love to see Donald Trump as Speaker. There is absolutely no downside to it. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But in the meantime, Joe Biden to grant mass amnesty and work permits to 30,000 new illegal immigrants a month. Steve Miller demands House GOP open its impeachment inquiry. Joe Biden on Thursday delivered remarks on border security and enforcement. Biden's already blaming Republicans for the failure of his amnesty in disguise, quote, comprehensive immigration reform. More than five million illegal aliens have crossed the border since Joe Biden was installed in 2021. Biden announced a new app that illegals can use to seek asylum in the U.S. Through the CBP-1 app, we're providing a new mechanism for non-citizens to schedule appointments to present themselves at ports of entry, facilitating safe and orderly arrivals why why should we do this (laughs) why i'd love to hear an answer to that question it's a simple question just why why would that be something that a government prioritized again i you know i think i think a successful campaign political campaign motto right now would be like make citizenship mean something again Wouldn't that be nice if it actually meant something to be an American citizen? Being an American citizen now means you're on the hook to pay for wars that you don't believe in. It means that you're at the back of the line for any services that your government actually doles out to people who aren't you. It means you're not receiving billions upon billions of dollars to improve your life. No, you're the one making the billions of dollars that are then taken from you to destroy the lives of people in Ukraine. See, it's pointless being an American citizen. It's only bad at this point. You get better treatment being a non-citizen. I would love for citizenship to actually mean something again for all of us to be a part of one big family that took care of each other instead of a bunch of individuals sniping at each other and trying to take advantage of each other. Wouldn't that be nice if we had a nation again? Ladies and gentlemen, a very exciting development has just taken place. I want to encourage you all to go to InfoWarsStore.com and check it out for yourself because it is a very strong, high-quality formula. Down and out sleep support liquid is very fast acting, taken out of the tongue. It's got a very good dose of melatonin, passion flower, valerian root extract, lemon balm, and German chamomile. All of these compounds are documented on record to help give you deeper, cleaner, healthier sleep. And that is one of the biggest game changers out there with all the stress we have in this world. And we've got some other great sleep aids as well, and they're excellent. They're all different formulas. But this one is particularly the strongest one we have. So down and out, sold out for more than five months. It's now back available at InfoWarsStore.com. So get better, deeper rest, 
boost your immune system, and support the InfoWar with down-and-out sleep support at InfoWarStore. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next, or are they going to go for Steve Bannon, or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago, but on air 28 years, and I knew they were planning all of this, and I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere. But I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you. And I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 of the promo code. The destination is InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Continuing with our daily dispatch here, Brian Koberger's phone pinged at Idaho murder scene uh, after killings, hours after killings, 12 times prior, this according to investigators. We really haven't covered this story much on this show, but it is what's being referred to as the Idaho Four or the Idaho University uh, murders. It was four people stabbed to death in the middle of the night on November 13th, and... Uh, I sort of went down a, a rabbit hole here, and we can talk about this if we want to. They use some pretty interesting tactics to catch this guy. And sort of it's a reminder. Like I sort of have a, I sort of have a correction from yesterday to make. Like, well, I don't know if it's a correction fully, but basically I was talking about how, you know, we live in anarcho tyranny. Uh, it's actually worse than just anarchy or tyranny. It's the the, the worst of both combined, but you know, talking about how under anarchy, at least if somebody tried to commit a crime against you, you would just you could just take vengeance. You could just take it into your own hands. You wouldn't have to rely on a corrupt system that fails utterly to give justice to victims. But then in certain cases, it's like really amazing how good cops are at their jobs. When it comes to something like this, four murders in a small town, it's like the power of the American establishment to just focus like a laser and just dissect every piece of evidence and just catalog it and just do it perfectly and just catch the guy without ever, you know, without ever breathing a word of it. Nobody knew they were even onto this guy before they suddenly arrested him. And it's like pretty admirable how quickly you can actually, especially with all the technology they have now, it's like no murder needs to ever go unsolved again. So I don't, you know, Still not worth it. Still not worth all the crap that we have to deal with. But, you know, I don't want to live in a world of anarchy. It'd be preferable to what we have now. But I would like to live in a world where you have respectable and upstanding law enforcement that can use the incredible power that it has for good to help people. I know it's a a crazy thought. It's crazy, right? In this modern world. No, it has nothing to do with modernity or you're just being the current day. It's just, well, it's just what you have to deal with. No, it's not. No, we could just have, you know, 
police force that actually does its job and goes after criminals. Instead, they spend so much of their time just dealing with all of the problems that the horrible people at the top cause. So it's it's frustrating knowing we have this unlimited potential for goodness and just seeing it turned inward as the, the war on terror comes home and the, the police are further deputized into a pseudo-military to go after you know innocent people in America who are you know, protesting or something of the like. But anyway, we can get more into that later if we want to, but it is it is fascinating some of the tactics they used from uh, DNA to, you know, cell phone monitoring to the bizarre activities on social media from the presumed killer. Very interesting stuff. Uh, here's the final story of the Daily Dispatch. Russia says respecting says they're respecting ceasefire, uh, ceasefire accuses Ukraine of shelling. The Russian army said Friday it was abiding by a temporary unilateral ceasefire in Ukraine, as decreed by President Vladimir Putin, and accused Russian uh, Ukrainian troops of shelling. Quote, despite Russian forces respecting a ceasefire as of 12 p.m. on January 6th, the Kyiv regime continued artillery fire on population centers and Russian army positions, the defense ministry said on social media. So uh, essentially, Russia offered a, a ceasefire for uh, Orthodox Christmas, and Ukraine uh, rejected that ceasefire. In case you were wondering who are the people that are after peace these days. Doesn't, doesn't appear to be Ukraine. All right, again, folks, we're going to get a little into uh, January 6th. In the next segment, I think I'll play a video by Donald Trump that, again, you know, Donald Trump's on a roll. He really is. He came out with the, you know, Internet Bill of Rights, Digital Bill of Rights, the policy proposals about, you know, making free speech on the Internet a thing again. And then yesterday he gave a speech, a five-minute long speech. We're going to play the whole thing about going after the cartels. I'm very excited to get into that video because it's something that we've talked about wanting, you know, supported and, and advocated for here on this show for a long time. So it's good to see Donald Trump, I don't know, coming around, I guess you could say. We got a lot of other videos to get to. We'll be taking your calls today. We will be joined by Jeremy Brown and Jake Lang in the next hour. Of course, it's always a little difficult, you know, getting these guys on the line because, after all, they are not masters of their own time. They're all prisoners in a gulag. They're completely peaceful, of course. They've never hurt anybody. In fact, many of them were heroes on January 6th who helped to save the lives of their fellow protesters and prevent the violence from spiraling out of control. But that doesn't matter anymore. They're symbols now. They're props for the establishment to justify its war on its own people. So they aren't being treated like human beings. They're being treated like caricatures. The very straw men that Democrats argue against, they now have you know, physical bodies to build the effigy of America they're currently burning. So uh, very excited to talk to, uh, talk to them and, and hear from them. Also want to hear from you and know what you think needs to be the next moves forward for January 6th. And just on that note, it would be poetic justice. It would be a beautiful thing for Donald Trump to be nominated and approved as Speaker of the House, if for no other reason than 
to infuriate the Democrats, that alone, the outrage, the shrieking hysterics alone would be enough. But there's so much more to suggest this is the right move. First of all, it wouldn't stop Donald Trump from running for president at all. It would probably only help that case. It would also – he would actually be more effective as a speaker than he was as president because as president, he's a lone man sitting on top of a bureaucracy that was from the very beginning arrayed against him and subverting him and not cooperating with him, right? The president is the figurehead at the top of what is really a deep state-controlled you know, bureaucratic mess. And as president, as a, that lone figure, he didn't get a hell of a lot of support from the people in his branch of government. As Speaker of the House, he would have hundreds of congressmen, MAGA Americans, Republicans on his side helping him to carry out his plans. He would have control over the committees and the investigations that are even now attempting to destroy and devastate his followers and he himself. He would be able to release the documents about January 6th that show the truth about what was going on on that day. It would be a glorious thing to have Trump Speaker of the House for the next two years until he can once again run for president. And it seems like it's entirely up to him. And again, we broke that story here on American Journal. And yet now it seems to be at least a potentiality. Before it was a pie-in-the-sky dream. Now his name is actually being floated. Matt Gates and several others cast their votes for Donald Trump yesterday. We'll see how that goes. We'll be back on the other side. We'll show you that video that Trump just released about going to war with the cartels. Again, it's awesome. <laughs> we'll get into it. In the meantime, go to InfoWarsStore.com. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is still 50% off, but it won't be for much longer, and it'll soon be, soon be sold out. So stock up now on your Vitamin Mineral Fusion. You know people call in just raving about the stuff. Try it for yourself. See the difference it'll make in your own life, and save 50% at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now launching the most powerful supplements in the history of InfoWars under a new brand name, InfoWars Platinum. Now, all three of these revolutionary products you see in front of you are already number one bestsellers in the market for the last few years because they work so well. We've gone right to the manufacturer who are listeners, the owners of Fan, and they've given us this huge deal off of retail, 40% off what these products are found for under other names. And, and, and not just other one name, they sell these under three or four other brands that other major distributors and suppliers have put out. The difference is we have it for 40% off what it is in stores. We're talking about Pain MD. We're talking about HGH Max Boost. We're talking about 1776 Testosterone Boost. These things are incredible. I would suggest you take half a dose or less when you first do and consult your healthcare provider because they're so powerful. Get them at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Infowars.com. It's The American Journal. I envy historians a thousand years from now who will be able to look back at what's happening currently with that truly detached bird's eye view perspective. It's not, it's not confusing what's going on right now. 
It's not uncertain. It's not necessary to speculate and to be forever tossed in this, you know, tempest of headlines and, you know, current news. When you really step back and when people look back at this time period, it, it will be obvious what's going on. It'll be obvious that there is a sizable deep state faction that controls the United States and that Donald Trump, in his attempt to regain control of the American government for the American people and away from this just, uh, what would you say, exploitative exploitative faction that simply uses the position they occupy to take advantage of the American people, not to serve them. They waged war against Donald Trump. I mean, the number of things you could consider treasonous or uh, insurrectionary, I don't know if that's a word, but comprising what amounts to an insurrection, uh, started before Trump even got into office with Crossfire Hurricane and Peter Strzok and the insurance policy. And then impeachment after impeachment came down the pipe. The celebrities holding his beheaded likeness. Exactly. Saying they want to blow up the White House. Madonna saying, I've thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Whenever Mm -hmm. someone says, I've thought an awful lot about, the words just follow. Blowing up the White House. I Mm -hmm. heard it so many times. Like, Madonna, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it won't be confusing. It won't be, it won't be, you know, oh, these dangerous uh, right-wingers, because that's just, you know, constantly being fed this, you know, falsified information, everything from the Whitner kidnapping plot that was, in fact, an H, uh, FBI false flag operation that they were carrying out to January 6th, which was utterly peaceful, especially when compared to the year's worth of rioting that preceded it. The only people that died are the... You know, four protesters that were murdered by the police. No police died despite the continual propaganda effort to convince you otherwise. It'll be it'll be very nice to actually get some separation from this so that people can look back with unadulterated views and see exactly what happened. It'll be very nice. And one of the things that will be nice about it is you'll see the utter and stark difference between the way Donald Trump comported himself and what he valued as leader of America versus what the controlled presidents, the series of them that we've had ever since JFK was assassinated, valued. So I think that's very highlighted here in this speech. Trump announced his plan to destroy drug cartels with the U.S. military. We're going to play this full speech here now. It's about five minutes long, but the whole thing is worth it. We'll discuss it on the other side. But as you listen to it, pay attention to the things that you're not hearing. You're not hearing wishy-washy nonsense about vague so-called democracy. You're not hearing some big bad guy that they've propped up as the ultimate evil that we have to fight, whether it's Osama bin Laden or Saddam Hussein or Bashir al-Assad or Vladimir Putin or any other of these former you know, allies that suddenly turned into the worst people in the world that everybody could focus their hatred on. He didn't have to resort to any of those tricks because what he's talking about when he's talking about the cartels is actually going on. It's actually bad things that actually need to be stopped. So just pay attention to how different this announcement is to all of the rhetoric we've heard of the last year and a half about the war in Ukraine. Pay attention to that as you listen to this 
Absolutely incredible speech by former president and future president Donald Trump. Let's watch. Fentanyl, heroin, meth, and other lethal drugs are pouring across our wide open border, stealing hundreds of thousands of beautiful American lives. And it's happening like never before in our history. Children are being left without parents. Families are being ripped apart. Communities are being decimated. Our neighbors and fellow citizens are having their entire worlds destroyed, destroyed like nobody thought possible. Our country is being poisoned from within by the drugs and by all of the other crime that's taking place. The drug cartels are waging war in America, and it's now time for America to wage war on the cartels. In this war, Joe Biden has sided against the United States and with the cartels. They are making more money than they've ever made before, times 10. There's never been anything like it. They're major, major companies. They're bigger than even some of our biggest companies. Biden's open border policies are a deadly betrayal of our nation. When I am president, it will be the policy of the United States to take down the cartels, just as we took down ISIS and the ISIS caliphate, and just as, unlike the situation we're in today, we had a very, very strong border, the strongest border, in fact, in the history of our country. And drugs were at a low of 45 years. There's been nothing like what we did just two years ago. We will show no mercy on the cartels. Every day, drug traffickers are using the waters of our region to ship their lethal poisons to America, killing so many of our people and ruining families. In addition to restoring strong border security, I will deploy all necessary military assets, including the U.S. Navy, to impose the full naval embargo on the cartels. I did that before, and it worked. What we did was incredible. We will guarantee that the waters of the Western Hemisphere are not used to traffic illicit drugs to our country. Furthermore, I will order the Department of Defense to make appropriate use of special forces, cyber warfare, and other overt and covert actions to inflict maximum damage on cartel leadership, infrastructure, and operations. I will designate the major cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. We will sever their access to global financial systems. I will also work to forge an unprecedented partnership with neighboring governments in our region, just like I did in Mexico. And remember, in Mexico alone, an estimated 100,000 civilians have been tragically murdered or gone missing at the hands of these cartels. The Mexican government, run by a very fine man, the president, is really working hard, but it's not working out. These cartels are vicious and they're violent, and they have Mexico for now stymied. Well, we have to help Mexico, and we have to stymie the cartels. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. Finally, as I have said before, I will ask Congress to pass legislation ensuring that drug smugglers and human traffickers receive the death penalty. 
The drug cartels and their allies in the Biden administration have the blood of countless millions on their hands. Millions and millions of families and people are being destroyed. When I'm back in the White House, the drug kingpins and vicious traffickers will never sleep soundly again. We did it once and we did it better than anybody else. There's never been a better border than we had just two years ago. It was strong, it was powerful, and it was respected all over the world. And now we're laughed at all over the world. And we're not going to let that happen much longer. We have to take over. We have to be tough. We have to be smart. We have to be fair. But if we don't do something immediately, our country is gone. Over 100,000 people died last year of fentanyl overdoses, the vast majority coming through the Mexican border by way of China. Yet another problem easily solved by the power and might of America. It's just a choice. It's just a decision that we have to make to either be victims or victors. Unfortunately, we're ruled by psychopaths. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Good news and some bad news on multiple fronts. The good news is Vitamin Mineral Fusion and DNA Force Plus are still 50% off. The bad news is they're very close to selling out. And by Monday of next week, and I'm cutting this ad on January 5th, 2023, we're going to have to go back to full price. And then about a week after that, they'll be sold out. So that's good news. You can still get the products. It's bad news because they're about to be sold out because they're also some of our best-selling products. When we don't have them, we can't fund the operation. So it is a real conundrum, but that's just where we're at. I want to thank all the listeners for your ongoing support. But if you want vitamin mineral fusion, it's so incredible for your immune system and your whole body and DNA Force Plus that helps your telomeres last longer and cleans out your mitochondria and so much more, you can get them both exclusively. Top-of-the-line supplements at InfoWarsStore.com. Still 50% off until this coming Monday. They're going to be sold out for months and months. Thanks for all your support. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be joined in the next hour by Jeremy Brown and Jake Lang. Which are people who never actually hurt anybody. Never actually victimized anyone. And yet they've both spent the last several years behind bars. 
because that's what happens when your government is taken over by people who despise you. So we'll get into January 6th in just a second. Just as a follow-up, we just watched the statement released by former President Donald Trump saying that he would order the U.S. military to declare cartels as enemy combatants if he were to be reelected as president. Again, it's never in favor of war since the outcome is always catastrophic. The problem is that we've allowed it to get this far. We have enriched the cartels through our open borders policies. We have empowered the cartels through our inability to combat them on a lower level. And so now if we want to solve the problem that just keeps getting bigger, just keeps snowballing, just keeps you know, the forces just keep getting stronger and stronger, uh, then it's going to take war, unfortunately. And that's necessary. That's just how it is. Not just for the sake of the Americans that are continually victimized by these cartels, but also the Mexican people who are living right now under what is essentially just martial law. Uh, you know, war bans. I mean, it's just the... A lot of Mexico right now is quite literally under the control of just, you know, criminal strongmen. It's as simple as that, especially when the Mexican government tries to arrest members of these illegal cartels only for the cartels to then storm the prison and break that person out and the, force the Mexican government into retreat. I think you can determine who is actually in charge in that situation. And of course, we can look at the Thousands of journalists murdered, the hundred of hundreds of candidates for public office who get murdered, the hundreds of thousands of people who've disappeared. And to me, it's a little bit more important than uh, you know, border dispute in Eastern Europe. I don't know. For us, you know, for Americans, I think the things that kill a hundred thousand of us and are destroying our country in totality that are just destroying us economically and literally and internationally. I think that's worth more of our attention than, you know, a dispute over a province in Ukraine that's only been in Ukraine for the last 30 years and before that was part of Russia in the first place. It's just doesn't, it doesn't strike me as the most important thing for us to be focused on. I would rather be focused on the giant government level, like government-sized criminal cartels that are operating with complete impunity just about three hours from where I'm sitting. That's a little bit more important to me and should be you know, a little bit more focused on. But again, the interesting thing I think about his speech was how it sounded completely and totally different than the highfalutin vagaries of the war in Ukraine or the war in Afghanistan or the war in Iraq or the war in Syria or the war in Yemen or the war in Somalia or any of the other wars that America just happens to be quietly fighting as we speak. You hear a lot of talk about, well, if we don't do it there, then maybe one day something else will happen. Whereas with the cartels, it's like they've already killed 100,000 of us. It's time for this to stop. There's not a lot of talk about the, the virtues of democracy in a country where the opposition party is banned and the religion is banned and the Russian language is banned and the media is nationalized and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, they talk about the importance of, demo of democracy in this entirely undemocratic 
landscape. There was no bad guy. There's no big bad guy that they can point to as the avatar of evil that you should all focus your five minutes of rage on, like Vladimir Putin or Saddam Hussein or Bashir al-Assad. There's no – I mean you can, you can tell the deep state orchestrated wars because they have these you know, components already there. They have a very strict playbook that they follow. Uh, but Trump didn't do that. He just points out the actual crimes going on, the actual human rights being violated, the actual evil being perpetrated very close to home, and how all of this is, of course, not just not addressed by the current president, but actually facilitated, encouraged, and allowed to take place because of the current leadership. Wouldn't it be nice to simply have a government that just did what it was supposed to do, that is, protect the American people? Against those who are not American. Again, that's quite literally the exact opposite, an inversion of what they're currently doing. It's incredibly infuriating. Of course, we've been talking about this for a very long time, and I hope that you can support us in this mission to just get back to some semblance of normality. Just getting back to this revolutionary idea that the government should actually serve the people that it rules over and not use them exclusively for expropriation and you know fundraising supports in this mission by going to infowarsstore.com won't you and of course we're going to get into january 6 now and obviously you know, the fact that owen troyer and alex jones are you know actually just walking around and not in prison means that we haven't suffered quite as much as others have but at the same time, you know, our thoughts go out to Sam Montoya. He will be sentenced halfway through February for simply being in the Capitol. Again, as a journalist, never committed violence, didn't hurt anybody, didn't even try to hurt anybody. He was just there, and he faces up to six months now. But the fact is that there's a reason that they've targeted InfoWars for years, and it's not just – it's because we don't just report the news. We have always had as a primary aspect of our coverage and our modus operandi that we get involved, that we want to encourage people to speak out, to gather together, to protest, to stand up for your rights to get involved in local politics or national politics, to make your voice heard, to get in the mix, to not be a bystander or a observer, but to actually get in there and move the wheels of government, move the wheels of civilization, and direct the course of history. And we've paid the price for that. I know I used to watch InfoWars all the time before I worked here, and while I... I liked the shows and I liked the content. I liked all that stuff. It was when Alex Jones got the bullhorn. It was when he was on the street taking it directly to the Bilderberg group, directly to the Democrat Party, skyriding or you know banners behind airplanes or blimps fl- flying above the DNC, whatever it is. That's what really you know made me think there's something about this InfoWars place that is more than just – People talking about stuff. They actually get involved. We actually are in the mix and putting ourselves out there on the front lines of the culture and information war. 
while that's been incredibly effective, while we have set the, you know, we have been the standard bearers for the liberty movement, while we have been the blueprint for effective right-wing activism, that's why they've targeted us. They cannot allow such an example to go uncontested under a tyrannical regime. So we've paid the price for it. And while, again, you know, we thank God that we don't have our leadership actually rotting away in prison under dubious charges and deplorable conditions, it hasn't been an easy road to avoid that fate. And really it's only because Alex Jones has some sort of God-given insight that on January 6th he could see exactly how the event was going to be used and help to prevent it. I don't know what the outcome would have been if you didn't have like the videos of Alex Jones actually telling people to go away from the Capitol. Again, if you actually take the January 6th narrative at face value for what the people say it was, then they should be giving Alex Jones a Medal of Honor. They should be giving him a you know, ceremony at the Capitol saying, thank you, Alex. Thank you. You were one of the, the people that this group looked to as a leader, looked to for instruction. And instead of directing them into the Capitol, instead of you know, inspiring and, and encouraging the dangerous activity, you went out of your way to draw people away from that event. You not only saved countless protesters from now sitting in prison for following the crowd, but also, if again, if you take the regular narrative for it, you probably you probably saved the lives of congressmen and senators. So we'll never get the reward that we deserve from the establishment. But please do support us in this mission. We will not stop being involved. We will not stop speaking out. Infowarstore.com is all we need from you. I've taken a lot of supplements over the years, since high school, and they had great effects. And the science has gotten better and better and better over the years. And now with all the things we're bombarded with and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's a number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 testosterone boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video all right folks we are uh, currently awaiting a call from jeremy brown again we'll be talking to two political prisoners today jeremy brown and jake lang unfortunately because their time is not their own it's always a little bit touch and go getting in uh, contact with these guys not their fault obviously and we look forward to uh, hearing from them. In the meantime, let's take a look at where we are now, two years after January 6th, 2021. And I don't think we need to, you know, relitigate once again. You can go back to last year's episode on January 6th where 
we took the entirety of the episode of American Journal to thoroughly destroy the establishment narrative on January 6th and explain just how ridiculous their claims are. But even on their face, they're ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing would be hilarious if it wasn't, you know, the destruction of our country. It's all a big joke. The idea that it was a violent, dangerous, seditious insurrection, but, you know, nobody brought weapons and everybody uh, left when they were politely asked to leave. <laughs> if only, you know, if only the, the, if only the Sun King knew this during the French Revolution, you know, what, if only he knew, he just had to, you know, say, please leave. And, the, you know, the Jacobins would have just, you know, quietly left, right? The point is that this was not an insurrection. The assertion that it was is utterly ridiculous. The assertion that it was Donald Trump that orchestrated this, again, just on its face, absurd. The fact that Donald Trump made a video on Twitter telling people to go home, telling people to not be violent, and then that video was then deleted for calling for violence, which it didn't. And then they wrote article after article saying how actually he was calling for violence in that video. Just don't watch it yourself. Don't watch it yourself. Don't watch the video, but trust us, he was calling for violence. Completely, totally ridiculous. But then again, I guess that's just par for the course at this point. Has there been a development in the last, I don't know, six years from the left wing that isn't patently absurd? It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, uh, we now have uh, Jeremy Brown on the line. Uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming in, uh, for calling in. How are you? How, how are things going right now? Well, I'm, uh, everything's as well as can be expected, Harrison, but thank you for having me on. Oh, it's very good to hear from you. Obviously, you know, this is uh, a, a chance for you just to, to speak your mind, so I don't want to say too much. Just the, the floor is yours. We've got two minutes in this segment, and then we'll be back after that. But uh, Jeremy Brown, what do you want the American people to know? Well, uh, well, first, let me just start off with a little good news. Uh, the FBI has increased the uh, reward for information uh, for the infamous DNC and RNC uh, pipe bomber mm -hmm. uh, to $500,000. So if anybody wants to use this little tip um, that I'm going to provide free of charge to you, you're more than welcome. Um, just call the FBI and tell them that they should take the DNA of the two males that were on the planet grenades in my case and compare it to the pipe bombs or the U.S. government or DOD or, or intelligence community or clandestine services DNA databases, and I bet that they'll find a match. Mm -hmm. Ex explain what you mean by that. For people that don't know your story, uh, explain you know what happened to you prior to January 6th. Yeah, so prior to January 6th uh, in December of 2020, uh, I was uh, approached by two agents from the Department of Homeland Security working on behalf of the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. Uh, what it was is it was basically a uh, an initial meet uh, with the uh, uh, with the intentions of, you know, filling me out to see whether or not I'd be interested in working as a confidential informant to infiltrate uh, groups that I was associated with, with which, was, of course, at that time was only the Oath Keepers and the Special Forces mm -hmm. Association. So I recorded that meeting, and of course, uh, through Bandot Video, uh, we were able to expose that because of my, my good friend Brandon Gray mm -hmm. uh, used his Just Another Channel. Uh, and in March of 2005, after January 6th... Uh, right, hold on, hold, hold, that, hold that thought, Jeremy. we got to go to break. We'll be back in one minute with more from Jeremy Brown. Stay with us, folks.
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're having to reconnect with uh, Jeremy Brown again. You know, it's unfortunate for a lot of reasons. These guys are stuck behind bars. Again, just... It's also infuriating. It's also unbelievably unfair, but... Again, their, their time is not their own, so uh, we're going to get Jeremy uh, Brown back in line here in just a second. Jeremy Brown is a proud father, a former small business owner, and a decorated U.S. Army Special Forces combat veteran who served over 20 years in the U.S. military. Jeremy is an American first patriot who challenged the Democrat establishment in Florida when he ran for U.S. Congress in 2020. To this day, he still fights for the promises of our forefathers, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You can donate to his defense fund and you can find information about jeremy brown at jeremybrowndefense.com that's jeremybrowndefense.com and here you can see the gofundme for jeremy brown that you can find linked at that website jeremybrowndefense.com and just like at you know just like ashley babbitt decorated i'm not sure if she was decorated but she was a mini decade veteran of the american air force and it's sort of infuriating and frustrating and, and just horrible this whole thing is from my perspective. I can't even imagine dedicating 20 years of your life, putting your life on the line for a government that then does this to you. It's just utterly horrible. Okay, Jeremy Brown uh, is back. Jeremy, I know you were uh, continuing on with your 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 story there. After January 6th, uh, around March, you were saying, what happened then? Yeah, so March 5th, uh, 2021, uh, after January 6th happened, and I was able to go back through and realize what was going on, I contacted Brandon Gray. We recorded a two-hour interview exposing the recording and breaking it down line by line. Uh, and really, from that point on, uh, I considered myself now to be a, a vocal uh, whistleblower against the FBI and expected to be targeted. Uh, that targeting didn't immediately happen, but uh, in the summer of uh, 2021, after the Darren Beatty article broke about the FBI's involvement in the Michigan uh, governor kidnapping plot involving the three percenters and their links to the January 6th command and control apparatus, uh, I immediately started to get additional interviews thanks to Jim Hall from the Gateway Pundit. Of course, uh, I came there to Austin uh, and did some in-studio interviews with you guys at InfoWars. And then at that point is when I now know for certain, uh, I suspected as much then, but now I know for certain based on discovery, that's when the so-called investigation into me personally uh, really ramped up uh, because I have all of the interviews with Oath Keepers and the offers to Oath Keepers, and, uh, and from that point on, from uh, that summer on until September when I was arrested on two misdemeanor counts of trespassing in D.C., of course, uh, with that arrest warrant came a search warrant for my property. So the very same agents who recruited me in December of 2020 are the same exact agents that arrested me on September 30th, 2021. And with that search warrant, they uh, mysteriously and miraculously found grenades, uh, classified materials, 
uh, and then, of course, my personal weapons. And so uh, those are where uh, felony charges uh, were born out of. And so I just recently went to trial. Uh, it started out at five felony counts. It ended up being ten felony counts because uh, they, waited, they waited seven months to charge me with classified four counts of classified materials uh, and then waited an additional, uh, let's see, in fact, the, the tenth count didn't even come until a few weeks before the actual trial uh, on a tenth document that they claim was classified, but that actually was a... Uh, a decoy that I had set for them, but they didn't actually investigate it, so uh, they were able to convince the jury that it was real. Uh, so I went to trial December 5th, and the jury was convinced uh, with uh, not much, uh, you know, not much needed that the CD-ROM with four of the classified documents uh, was planted, but somehow they were not able to make the connection that the grenades also were planted, even though there was DNA evidence of two male DNA on the grenades, but not my DNA. There were dog hair fibers in the tape on the grenades, but not my dog hair, uh, even though I have two Australian shepherds. Uh, and then there was carpet fibers on the grenades uh, in the tape, and of course the carpet fibers also did not match. So they had three distinct types of forensic evidence all uh, presented on the grenades, but none of it matched me. And, and that's the reference to the fact that there were two male DNAs found on the grenades, uh, but they did not my, match my DNA in any way. So um, so that, that's where we are at this point, uh, and we will be obviously appealing uh, the conviction on the six counts, uh, which is basically two possession of firearms counts. Uh, two possession of those grenades, the improper storage of those grenades, and then one classified materials charge, uh, which really was just a formatting template uh, that appears to be, as even stated by their own expert witness, because they didn't actually check the content. They only looked at it and said, oh, yeah, that looks like a classified document. And so, therefore, uh, I was convicted on that. It's just totally absurd. Even if we knew nothing else about your case, just the the storyline, I guess you could say, or the the occurrences of them going to try to recruit you to be a part of their organization, in other words, to be a uh, confidential informant or to work for them in some capacity, you refuse them, and suddenly they hit you, they arrest you. Those very same agents are the ones who arrest you and, as you, you know, potentially or, or perhaps per, uh, plant evidence on you. I mean, if there was no, nothing else to this story, that alone would be highly suspicious. Like, if... If they were trying to recruit you and you say no, and then suddenly they're like, oh, well, in that case, you're a criminal. I mean, that alone, even without any of the other context, then you add context and it only gets worse. Uh, what else about your case do you, do you want people to know? And then in the next segment, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, you know, what else is going on. But again, I just want you to have this time to say what you need to get out to the American people. Well, and, and Harrison, it's even really worse than that because even in the and, – and so now that I have all the documents, obviously uh, when I was there in the studios, we, we made a lot of conjecture and predictions and, mm -hmm. and talked about assessments and everything. But now I know that on the 5th of January, uh, after they attempted to recruit me, they, uh, their National Terrorist Operations Center opened up a assessment on me. Now, remember, this is before January 6th even happened, mm -hmm. and then closed that assessment on January 13th, after January 6th happened, 
finding that I was no security threat. And then from January 13th all the way through until after we published the interview, of which they found out about on March 12th, according to uh, Discovery Documents, there was absolutely no investigation into me at all. And it's just like I suspected all along and what I was saying publicly, which is that they were trying to ignore me into oblivion because all the Oath Keepers that were just put into put through their kangaroo trial were, were the ones I was with on that day, and they know that. And so it wasn't until I started to get vocal that then they started to look into my social media, start to track what I was saying, but then it really wasn't until the connection started being made on a much larger scale by people like Darren Beatty and Julie Kelly and Jim Hoff and all the other independent voices out there where they actually then took it seriously. That's when you start to see all the interviews, asking questions about me. It's where the actual investigation starts to be open, and then that's where they claim I'm a domestic terrorist, and then that's what justification they use in order to get the search warrant. It's so outrageous and such an insult to somebody who gave two decades of his life to service in the U.S. military to turn around and without a single piece of legitimate evidence keep him in prison for this whole time. We'll be back on the other side with more from Jeremy Brown. JeremyBrownDefense.com. It's JeremyBrownDefense.com. Go there to support Jeremy Brown as he is. I, I don't think you can make it any, any more clear what a ridiculous show trial this has been for Jeremy Brown. I mean... It's unacceptable, folks. There's, there's, well, there's a lot of other ways to say it, but it is totally unacceptable. We cannot allow this to continue. Why does the establishment spend so much time demonizing Infowars, attacking myself and the crew and our other host? Because they know we're pro-human. They know we're telling the truth. They know we've got their number. They know everything we do is about empowering humanity. And God gave us through Mother Nature incredible compounds that will supercharge our body stamina, libido, energy, and immune systems. And we came out many years ago with Real Red Pill Plus that has all the documented compounds like preglinone and so much more to supercharge your body and to give your body the key elements and the key ingredients it needs to function at a proper level. This is the answer to the New World Order's tyranny. This is Real Red Pill Plus, sold out for two years, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the Red Pill Plus exclusively, InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Coach Jeremy Brown, defense.com is where you go to support Jeremy Brown. Again, I want to ask you, uh, Jeremy, I mean, let me, let me read you this. The Honorable Thomas Hogan, this is from uh, Joseph McBride on Twitter. The Honorable Thomas Hogan just informed us during his task conference for Ryan Nichols that he's retiring at 85. He also informed us that the Department of Justice said there are another 1,000 January 6 cases forth- forthcoming, and he has no interest in presiding over those cases for the next four to five years. 1,000 more political prosecutions slash persecutions incoming. God save America. I mean, obviously – they went after you as somebody in, in public who's speaking out against them. Uh, they need to make an example out of you because it's uh, they're perfectly fine with protesters as long as you're completely ineffective and have no audience and uh, you know represent n- nothing anybody pays attention to. But the instant that you start making good points, the instant that you start embarrassing them, they start coming after you. But uh, I mean, just w- what's your what's your take on this? The fact that we now are expecting another thousand prosecutions. I mean, this is what our government is dedicating its time to, prosecuting the peaceful protesters of January 6th like yourself, who isn't even accused of anything violent. You were accused of uh, minor trespassing, and yet you've been sitting in prison since September of 2021. Just what's your, t- what's your take on the just ferocity with which the government is treating this entire event? Well, I mean, I think it's uh, a low estimate to make everybody think that it's only going to be a thousand. Uh, the reality is it's going to be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions if uh, these tyrants had their way. Uh, and I would like to say to the good judge that, uh, way to go, because Edmund Burke also said that the only thing necessary for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing right. or retire. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, he doesn't want to be part of, uh, you know, this, and, and I understand I wouldn't want to be part of it either, except for the fact that I am. Um, but, uh, you know, you know uh, instead of actually doing something to correct it, uh, they just retire and, and collect their uh, handsome mm-hmm. governmental uh, retirement benefits. And, and just keep in mind that even if you believe the inflated government estimates of a $1.5 million worth of damage to U.S. capital in the unarmed plot to overthrow the U.S. government with the uh, literally like, what, a score, two scores of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the government is now spending billions of dollars, billions, because in this omnibus uh, bill, they just added additional money to the DOJ and FBI for January 6th specific prosecutions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and keep in mind, since 9-11, that the FBI has uh, basically been operating on a terrorism budget of roughly $3 billion a year for every year, uh, and who knows what that percentage of their budget now is that's uh, allocated towards uh, domestic terrorism. And also keep in mind that the term Joint Terrorism Task Force, while it sounds like it's an FBI task force, that simply means that the FBI has domestic operational control over the task force, which is made up of other government agencies like the ATF, uh, like the DOD, like the CIA, like the NSA. I mean, this is an all-intelligence community, all-military made-up task force uh, that oversees, maybe opt-on to another branch of uh, the government, 
but here domestically, it's OPCON or operationally controlled by the FBI. So that's I'm I'm just giving you numbers based on uh, reported FBI budgetary numbers. Uh, but I know for a fact, based on my discovery, that there are DOD, Department of Defense liaisons, and all this. So uh, the reality is this is nothing more uh, than the coming to fruition of what we all suspected would happen when the Patriot Act was passed, and that is yep. the surveillance state now being turned from what were deemed as international terrorism networks. They simply scratch out the word international right above it, uh, the word domestic, and now you have military-grade weapon systems being turned against the American people using military battlefield tactics of intelligence collecting uh, and even uh, on-target on uh, kinetic tactical uh, techniques. And so uh, it really is frightening. And again, I, I tell people all the time that no, they don't. They don't want anybody to know about my case. I mean, there has been an extensive uh, controlled media blackout of my case. And, and just to give you an example, uh, I get the Wall Street Journal here in jail, and every single January sixth conviction that has come across the wires has been published in the January or uh, in the Wall Street Journal, except mine. Uh, I ran for public office from jail as a state. House representatives, not covered by local media, not covered by national media, even though it was a historic political event that's only really happened in the United States like two or three times and never happened in the state of Florida. Um, and, and there was almost barely a mention of my conviction in the local media. And so they don't want you to know who Jeremy Brown is because Jeremy Brown is the guy who actually has experience in covert, clandestine, compartmentalized operations such as the modern-day burning of the Reichstag that January 6th was. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are making observations and saying, wow, this is a really strange occurrence, like this unit being used, uh, the military not being deployed, these emails being sent to these people, all this knowledge. Uh, the FBI claiming that uh, they didn't have foreknowledge, and then the FBI claiming that they did have foreknowledge, and then the FBI revealing uh, either wittingly or unwittingly that they actually had infiltrated the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, and the Three Percenters, in, in my case alone, at least a year prior to January 6th. But the right. funny thing is that the Oath Keepers had never committed any crimes prior to January 6th, and that's if you accept that they committed crimes on January 6th. Right. No, you make you you make so many good points. I I just want you to to keep going because you're you're really laying out uh, the the entire case here. You're exactly right, and of course we've seen that the way that they've gone after the Oath Keepers recently. There's been headlines where they're like, "Do you know that there are a hundred people in office who were supported the Oath Keepers and were members of the Oath Keepers?" And it's like it's because it wasn't illegal. It's because nothing they were doing was illegal. It was a perfectly valid, you know, non governmental organization in line with the. You know, Second Amendment. I mean, it's amazing the way that they have just sort of de facto made the Oath Keepers a terrorist organization, despite them never committing an act, a, a criminal act until January 6th. And as you point out, even then, it's it's tenuous at best that they ever did anything wrong on January 6th. Uh, we're we're going to well, do one more segment with you, right, Jeremy? We're, we're about one minute away from the break here. 
well, I mean, I, I can call back. Uh, I was told that the, you know, uh, you have the hour, and I've, I've secured the phone line for as long as you'll have me. So, okay, uh, all right, perfect. That's uh, up to you, Harrison. Well, we're, we're going to go into, uh, to a break in about 30 seconds and then come back with uh, Jeremy Brown to get, again, just the uh, his thoughts on you know where this goes from here and how this affects the, the wider American populace. Again, you can go to jeremybrowndefense.com. That's jeremybrowndefense.com. What's, uh, what's next for you in the next – well, shoot. All right, we're, we're about to go to break. We'll be back on the other side. Uh, Jeremy Brown, hashtag free Jeremy Brown, jeremybrowndefense.com, infowarsstore.com is how you support us. We'll be back on the other side to finish up with uh, our discussion of Jeremy Brown, political prisoner. Good news and some bad news on multiple fronts. The good news is Vitamin Mineral Fusion and DNA Force Plus are still 50% off. The bad news is they're very close to selling out. And by Monday of next week, and I'm cutting this ad on January 5th, 2023, we're going to have to go back to full price. And then about a week after that, they'll be sold out. So that's good news. You can still get the products. It's bad news because they're about to be sold out because they're also some of our best-selling products. When we don't have them, we can't fund the operation. So it is a real conundrum, but that's just where we're at. I want to thank all the listeners for your ongoing support. But if you want vitamin mineral fusion, it's so incredible for your immune system and your whole body and DNA Force Plus that helps your telomeres last longer and cleans out your mitochondria and so much more, you can get them both exclusively. Top-of-the-line supplements at InfoWarsStore.com. Still 50% off until this coming Monday. They're going to be sold out for months and months. Thanks for all your support. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. It really is just uh, all, you know, all the things. It's just it's frustrating. It's infuriating. It's uh, first of all, I find it depressing uh, seeing what's happening to these people I know, my friends, Stuart Rhodes, Jeremy Brown, people that I've spent a lot of time with. Uh, when when Jeremy was in Austin, we spent a lot of great time uh, talking, and never never heard him say anything. Behind the scenes, he didn't say on air, and everything was about peace and liberty and you know, reclaiming America through the process that our founding fathers set up. One of the things that, that frustrates me, Jeremy, is people seem to think, well, you know, this just happened to you guys because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, too bad, you know, uh, but hey, it wasn't me. I wasn't there. I'm not the one getting you know, attacked or, or thrown into prison, so I don't have to worry about it. Can you help to explain why what's happening to you and so many other January 6th defendants isn't just bad news for people who want to be involved politically or maybe on the right wing or, or whatever, but really for all Americans? Every American should be horrified at the way that our weaponized political system is being trained against American citizens. Can you just help to elaborate on the threat that is facing all Americans with the way that the current Department of Justice is operating? Well, I mean, sure. All you have to do is look at history. I mean, the reason I refer to this as the modern-day burning of the Reichstag is because Jan Sixers are Hitler's communists, mm -hmm. right? We're the Patsies. Uh, and, of course, we all know what happened after the communists, uh, as uh, Martin Nehemiah put in his, uh, his 
a classic poem, right? First they came for the communists, then they mm-hmm. came for the trade unionists, right? And this is how tyranny grabs hold. Uh, it's how Mao did it. It's how Stalin and Lenin and, and Popot and uh, Saddam, this is what they do. They slowly grind away their most dangerous enemies first. And, of course, anybody who is vocally supporting the Constitution and vocally identifying the tyranny and the violations of those constitutional rights, well, those are the most dangerous enemies uh, to a tyranny, right? And so that's who you see getting rolled up first. Those who threaten the uh, satanic you know, child sacrifice of abortion, uh, mm-hmm. those are the ones who are getting rolled up. Those who stand up and say, my daughter is not a boy and my son is not a girl, so no, I don't want the school to recommend that his penis be chopped off. Mm-hmm. Those are the threats uh, to this agenda, and so those are the ones that you are seeing getting rolled up. And and now even uh, you see news reporters that are looking into the Afghanistan debacle, which, of course, there is a nexus to Afghanistan in my case as well, um, which maybe we'll have to have a show on that alone. But those people are now disappearing and getting rolled up. You know, Now you see the uh, fraudulent cryptocurrency uh, uh, money laundering schemes, and, and those people are being rolled up. And so this is what happens, is that the snowball of political arrest just keeps rolling down the hill until next, they're coming for you. And so that is why my goal has never been my own freedom throughout any of this, or else I would have never uh, spoke up. I would have just stayed quiet like Ray Epps, and I would be a free man roaming around and, and living a normal life. My goals have been threefold. One is to expose the FBI and the DOJ for what I know based on my long professional experience seen with my own eyes, right? I mean, I don't have to know the plan to be able to identify that there is a plan, right? Mm -hmm. My second is to reveal to the American people that the judicial system that you think that you will be under when they do come to get you is not the one that that you think, right? Right. Um, In fact, the whole reason why the government never even had to bring up January 6th or anything else in my trial and yet still achieved a conviction was because the way the judicial system is rigged in their favor, mm-hmm. right? And, and this was concerted effort. This took place in the status hearings leading up to where the judge and the prosecution and my, even my defense attorney all agree, oh, yeah, we don't want to bring up January 6th. That would bias Mr. Brown when I'm literally demanding that it be brought up because, see, I want it on the record. But we were still able to achieve some certain things on the record, like getting the Department of Justice to use a totally made-up justification um, that now that they're that they're trapped in. Right? They they told lies in court that they now are on the transcripts, so they can't go back and then change their justification for my prosecution. So things are still achieved, but there's clear indications uh, that this is a rigged set up to keep me in jail. One, I've been held in maximum security for 464 days on nonviolent charges with no criminal history at all. In fact, they've never even questioned me a single time. Not one federal agent, not one local law enforcement officer has ever sat down across the table and said, Mr. Brown, what was your involvement on January 6th? You know, because we're in, we're in this big, huge investigation and we want to get to the truth, right? Mm-hmm. It's never happened. 
They simply scoop me up and throw me in a jail cell and hope that nobody will ever ask questions. Then, a couple weeks before we actually get to trial, they come basically with a covert plea deal. Now, they will deny that the government offered a plea deal, but this is what happens. They basically tell my attorney, they say, if your client were to propose these, you know, these terms, uh, we might be able to get our supervisor to agree. And guess what those terms were? Those terms were that I plead guilty to the gun charges, which they're my guns, right? Mm -hmm. And they will dismiss the grenades and the classified materials, you know, the two groups of charges that are planted evidence, right? Now, normal plea agreements, you don't get rid of the big charges. You keep the big charges because, see, you want credit for those. You want it to look bad. You want it to uh, seem like you had a big victory, and then you, you, you give it back on the other end of a lighter sentence, right? But, see, that's not what they wanted to do. And, and the offer, my attorney believed that I should take the offer, one, because he believed that they would be willing to go with time served. Mm. See, I could have just got out of jail. And they would have just let all those charges go away, and it would have never been brought to court. The evidence of the DNA and the evidence of the fact that there were never any pictures of the classified CD on target taken, uh, the, the agents and photographers saying, no, nope, we never saw a CD, mm -hmm. right? None of that would have ever been entered into the official court record. See, but I wasn't, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for my own freedom. I'm here to show the American people that your FBI is corrupt, and they're going to continue to come after everyone who poses any type of threat to any of their narratives, to any of the political uh, uh, climate uh, that is uh, in D.C. right now. And that is exactly what you're seeing on, a, on an everyday basis. You've got FBI agents coming forward as whistleblowers. And these are just mm -hmm. some of the things. You know, the fact that they want to avoid me being tied to January 6th at all costs. And yet, in almost every single other case, if you read the transcripts of all the pretrial hearings and even the testimony during the hearing, I'm all over their cases. Right. Literally, the judge in my D.C. misdemeanor cases denies that uh, I'm even part of the Oath Keeper case. And yet, in transcripts in the courtrooms that he oversees, there's literally open discussion of me being an unindicted co-conspirator. They were literally using the planted evidence in my case against the other Oath Keepers. And so wow. they rely on American ignorance. See, they know that American people are never going to read any of these transcripts. Hell, they're not even going to hear the truth in the news stories if they even happen to catch a news story about January 6th. You're so right. this is a true information war. It's 100%. a psychological operation. Uh, and and it's you're you're just exactly right. It really is an information war and uh, we're doing everything we can to support Jeremy Brown and his fellow January 6th prisoners. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to uh, continue to keep up to date on on your trials and tribulations. jeremybrowndefense.com. It's jeremybrowndefense.com. Support Jeremy Brown. We will have real justice one day. I'm pointing my finger at you. And I'm also pointing it right back at myself. 
You forget to take your multivitamins. You forget to take your vitamin D3. You forget to take your Brain Force Plus. You forget to take DNA Force Plus. You forget to take DX3. And you know it makes your life better. And you know it makes you healthier. And you constantly forget. And when you remember to do it, you're a lot healthier. This stuff will blow you away. Plus, it funds our operation. We got the biggest sale of the year going right now at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and use promo code 1776 to get up to 60% off on these best selling products. The lowest deal is 40%. Most of the sales are 60 or 50% when you use promo code 1776. There's too many products to tell you about them all. They're all kick ass, they keep us on the air. Please continue to support, and I love you, and I thank you. 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. Taping this important announcement on the afternoon of Thursday, January 5th, 2023. And that means you've only got four days to act if you want to get Vitamin Fusion and DNA Force Plus both at 50% off. Next Monday, the products are going back to full price because they're close to selling out. We won't have more back in stock for months. Everybody should be on Vitamin Fusion and DNA Force Plus. Just look at DNA Force Plus with the PQQ and the CoQ10 and so much more. Document it to clean out your cells, your mitochondria, take your immune system to the next level, and even have your telomeres, that's your DNA, last longer. This is the opposite of what the globalists are doing with their poison shots. This is actually giving your body the tools it needs to regenerate. Get DNA Force Plus and Vitamin Fusion for a limited time for 50% off. You've got until next Monday and your purchase supports the broadcast keeps us on air please take action now for your own wellness and your own health and to keep us on air infowarsstore.com you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video welcome back folks we'll be connecting soon with jake lang Another January 6th political prisoner for the end of this hour. We'll be taking your calls in the next hour. Let me just uh, – should have done this b- beforehand, but uh, Jeremy Brown referenced some developments in his case that uh, I guess now we'll lay the groundwork for. But just just in case you wanted the details on exactly what happened, experts conceded hand grenades lacked Jeremy Brown's DNA in January 6th related case. Oath Keepers member is on trial in federal court in Tampa. One of the most serious charges that Jeremy Brown faces in his trial taking place this week in Tampa is that he possessed two hand grenades that federal agents discovered when they searched his home and RV following his arrest in connection to the January 6th riot on Capitol Hill last year. But the charges he's going to face before the jury in Middle District of Florida concern allegations he was found with unregistered handguns, explosives, and national uh, secret national security documents from his time serving in the military. Nine of the ten counts he's charged with are felonies, carry, each carrying pen- penalties of up to ten years imprisonment. Uh, Crystalyn Breslin is a forensic examiner who works at the Terrorist Explosive Device Analytical Center in Huntsville, Alabama. She said there was, quote, insufficient DNA to do tests on the grenades that authorities said they found in Brown's RV on September 30th, 2021. Jill Kaperstrand, who specializes in fingerprint technology at uh, TDAC, said there are no latent fingerprints on the grenades. Kimberly uh, Riabush is another FBI forensic examiner whose speci- uh, specialty is hairs and fibers. She tested... She testified on Tuesday afternoon – this was an uh, article from, the early, from early December – that a trace was performed on the hand grenades that yielded a human hair, a dog's hair, and beige carpet fibers. They were not a match for Brown's dog, said Rhea Bush. 
While that information is undoubtedly news to the jury, it wasn't for Brown or his supporters. They cheered when it was revealed in October by attorneys working for a defendant in separate Oath Keeper trials taking place in Washington that a forensic expert had determined the grenades tied to Brown were not a DNA match. Brown's attorneys are contesting four out of the five counts that he possessed secret national security documents contending the federal agents planted them as well on the day of his arrest. Robert Furterman, uh, Brown's lead attorney, questioned FBI agent Keith Drummer regarding photos of the items taken by by the government at the time of the raid of Brown's home and RV. He said the evidence custodian of he was the evidence custodian of that action, which meant logging all the evidence taking at the scene. But the government could not produce a photo of the CD of the CD, which allegedly contained much of the secret Defense Department documents that Brown has been charged with possessing illegally. Drummer noted that there was a photo of the CD case taken at the scene, but it actually wasn't. Uh, Eliza Gonzalez works as a staff operations specialist with the FBI. Her job when law enforcement arrived to search Brown's home and RV was a photo logger, meaning she documented every photo that agents took. She testified that, in fact, she did not log a photo of the CD that day. Nothing is taken of the CD, and you don't remember ever seeing a CD, asked Futterman. No, she replied. There is a photo of the CDC that is part of the evidence provided by the government in this case, but officials have acknowledged that it was taken some point this year, not on the day of Brown's arrest. Meanwhile, the government intended to bring uh, to begin bringing up witnesses associated with Brown's tenure in the military later on Wednesday. So again, this was early in December where they sort of have to admit that a lot of the evidence that they were using – to represent his, you know, having materials that he shouldn't have had. Uh, don't they? They have DNA on it. Has dog hair. Has human hair. Has fingerprints. None of them are Jeremy Brown's. Gee, little suspicious, don't you think? And again, I would just love, really, really, I would just love if the bootlicking sycophants on the left wing could just have a modicum of continuity in their beliefs. If they could just understand. Just like they, they would have no trouble understanding how it would be a bad thing to have, you know, the FBI plant evidence on a Black Lives Matter leader, right? They would be outraged. There would be article after article. They would have protests and riots, and they would, you know, not cease complaining about this. We know because they've done exactly that. I mean, I can't tell you how many articles just in the last year or so. It's been like, uh, did you know that the COVID contact tracing apps were used to track Black Lives Matter activists? Did you know that, you know, uh, yes, they are doing this incredibly invasive and creepy surveillance tactic, which is good. But, you know, it could potentially be used against people of color. It's like if you could just understand that it's a threat to all of America and not, you know, predicate your care about this on whether or not the person who is being railroaded by the government agrees with you or not, it would just it would probably save our country. Actually, it probably help a lot in our mission to not become a hellhole, but uh, they can't do that apparently. They can't do it. When the FBI is accused of planting evidence on Jeremy Brown, they ignore it because that's all they can do. And if they were to be forced to cover it, they would take the FBI's side. For some reason, they can't understand how allowing it to take place with your enemies gives them the predicate to then do it against you. They only care when it's done against them. It's it's very annoying. It's very annoying because we over here have always been against the Patriot Act, even when it was being used against, you know, Muslim people. When it was used against uh, American citizens with brown skin, we still understood that it was a bad thing and we argued against it and stood up against the overreach of the American government. They don't give us the same courtesy. And again, it's to their own destruction that they ignore this incredibly troubling development 
in law enforcement. Guys, we hearing from Jake Lang yet? Oh, he's not going to be able to make it. Darn it. Okay. All right, we're not going to be able to talk to Jake Lang. Again, you know, it's just, it's a fact of the matter. It's, it's the fact that these guys, and again, you hear from these guys, I'm so in awe of their fortitude, man, their constitution. It's almost weird. It's almost weird that like, I don't want to know how, I don't, I don't want to get too personal with it, but you know, I know a lot of other people that haven't been sentenced yet that aren't in jail, but are, are under investigation and they are being surveilled. And it's like this shadow hanging over their head. It's this sort of Damocles and they're miserable constantly. It's almost like when they get sent to jail, whether it's Stuart Rhodes or, or Jeremy Brown or Jake Ling, it's like, they're like, okay, now, now we're in it. Now it's time to you know, double down on our beliefs. Now it's time to, you know, really hit the ground running and start fighting. It's almost like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just incredibly admirable how these guys are able to keep their spirits up and, uh, somehow be, you know, positive in the face of this overwhelming tyranny that they are suffering under it. It really is admirable. I'm, I'm very sorry. Jake Lang's not gonna be able to make it, but again, that's just how it goes when you're preferred interview subjects are deemed a domestic terrorist and kept in a concrete box by the authorities for which they have dedicated their lives. Just to tell you, Jake Lang is a January 6th political prisoner that's been behind bars for two years, still awaiting trial, still awaiting trial. His documentary, The Truth About, the Jan- uh, Truth About January 6th, has millions of views, and his follow-up documentary, Freedom Isn't Free, January 6th, The First Battle of the Second American Revolution, is being released today on the Gateway Pundit at j6truth.org, j6truth.org. You can also go to j6legal.org, as well as patriotprisoner.com to get his book. That's Jake Lang. And of course, j6truth.org is where you can go to get that documentary and also to hear his podcast. And again, we're sorry we're not going to be able to talk to him today. We, I was really looking forward to hearing from him, uh, but that's just how it goes when you know you live in a corrupt and, a, and oppressive country. That was once so great, wasn't it? From Julie Kelly, just another day at the asylum knows the D.C. District Court. Seth McFarlane reports one day before the second anniversary of January 6th at sentencing, D.C. federal judge Reggie Walton questioned defendant Tammy Bronsberg, saying, what did Donald Trump do that was so great? How did he improve your life so much that you put your own life on the line on January 6th? As if he has any right to ask that question. You don't need an excuse to go protest your government. You don't need a good reason to go protest your the government itself doesn't have to approve of your reasoning for protesting them. You don't have to you know justify to them why you support a particular candidate or why you would go protest a completely and blatantly stolen election. But this is this is where we're going. This is where we're getting into. And you know one of the troubling developments about the January 6th thing is these January 6th prisoners or or suspects being forced to write like essays about how bad the holocaust was it's just like what is this what is this thought control brainwashing bizarreness that is being justified because a million trump supporters you know wandered around the Capitol one afternoon it's just absurd judge walton to january 6th defendant uh tammy bronzeberg what did Trump do to make you so energetic about him that made you do what you did that day? Bronzeberg, nothing, nothing. I, I 
don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think I was just caught up. And as Julie Kelly points out, what did she do to deserve this Marxist interrogation? She pled guilty to the low-level petty offense of parading in the Capitol. That's it. She uh, Minor trespassing, right, in a public building for which she probably walked right past a security guard that was like, welcome in, and cut forward two years. She's in prison, like, begging on her knees, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. They're just like, what did, what did you do? Explain why you were wrong. Explain why Donald Trump is not worth what you did that day. It's just full-on communism it's coming down the pipe it's we're just seeing the the very beginning which means now's the time to stop it if we want if we want to stop it we have to stop it now you want to beat the new world order you want to stop their globalist agenda well so do i and i've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist and i've got their number and i know how to bring them down but ladies and gentlemen i can't do it without your support and the good news is we're only under about two hundred thousand dollars a month The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. InfoWarsStore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action.